Welcome back to the Athletes Podcast. This is episode 72 featuring Jennifer Cohen, a fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, incredible human being. We talked about her podcast, Habits and Hustle, featuring Gary Vaynerchuk, Matthew McConaughey, some incredible individuals. Jen is amazing to talk to, a fellow Canadian, which we love to feature here on the Athletes Podcast. And ultimately, just a great conversation. I hope you enjoy. This is episode 72 of the Athletes Podcast. Here we go. on the athletes podcast episode 72 with jennifer cohen the infamous incredible i so many words to describe who you are as an individual i'll do that all in the pre-roll but let's just dive into it the the winnipeg manitoba manitoba native uh thank you for coming on the can you hear me by the way do i need to have those headsets i i hear you loud and clear your goal perfect okay good yeah yeah we're good so Tell me about who you are. Like, you've just got this extensive background. I've done like hours of research on, you know, who you are, your fitness. You've got your apps that you've created. You've written books. You've got left, right, and center. Like, who the heck's Jen Cohen and how the heck do you end up being in this incredible space now where you're hosting Habits and Hustle, writing for Entrepreneur, Forbes? I want to get the I want to get to the nitty gritty and find out the real story about Jennifer Cohen. Who, who am I? I think I think basically you know who I am. I think don't don't by the way don't mind my kids are like outside the door here screaming because it's all virtual learning right now. But um, who am I? Well, um, I'm just a kid from you know Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba, who had big you know lofty dreams, and then kind of like went on a whole path to find you know to find them and to um, to do them. And then now I live in LA, and and I do like you said, I do habits and hustle. I do the podcast. Um, I just actually launched a new venture six days ago, mm-hmm. uh, which is called. Uh, Suprema Fitness, which is basically a joint venture between me and this other company, other fund called uh, uh, MDO Holdings in North Carolina. And we are creating these, um, we're basically like uh, putting together these health and wellness startups in the tech world and otherwise and creating these like subscription-based models for all sorts of different athletes and celebrities. And that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. Um, and yeah, in between that, my podcast, my kids, and I, I do a lot of work with different brands as a strategist. I work with Truniagen a lot, who I love. They're, um, they are um, an NAD boosting supplement. So, you know, you've got to ask me something much more specific so I can kind of answer your exact specific question. Don't don't worry, I'm going to go into the specifics, but I want to start from the beginning of your career and kind of how you came to be. Your first job was at the Toronto Raptors. Yes. How, how the heck do you end up working for the Raptors, coming from Manitoba? I know a bit of the story, and I, I want to just precursor this entire thing by starting off. Like, I was introduced to your content from your 10% rule. And that video that was that's blown up on YouTube, it's got millions of views. That's how I kind of started to get into your content. And then I realized I'm like, holy crap, this gal's got a lot of fitness knowledge. She's written multiple books. She's featured on Mind Pump Media, uh, who we had on previously on the show. And so I, I'm just uh, I, what we do on the Athletes podcast is try and 
dive deep into the stories of the human beings we have on. And I think you have a really incredible one. So I, I want to start by you talking a bit about that, how you got into this career space, and then we'll dive into the YouTube video and your kind of 10% rule after that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, funnily enough, I love those mind pump guys. They're like, they're like really great guys. They were on here too. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, each of them had their own feature. We got Mind Pump, Sal, Justin, and Adam. We got all three of them on. They were a blast. I love him. I love Sal. He was on my podcast. I think he was on mine like maybe I don't know eight months ago, nine months ago. Um, they're great guys. Um, and I was on their podcast like I think you know a year and a half ago or something. But... December twenty third, twenty eighteen. Wow, you did do your homework. My God, David, I'm very impressed. Um, so yeah, okay, so answer your, okay, so what was the question now? The question was, how did I start, how did I end up at, Toronto, at the Toronto Raptors was basically the first part, right? Mm -hmm. um, the Toronto Raptors was kind of one of these flukes. I like moved to Toronto when I was pretty young. Uh, like I think right after I did like a four year, my first degree, my undergrad, I did a four year and a three year time period. So I can kind of like, I was just super, super always ambitious and driven and wanted to kind of like go. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it would be a really good opportunity, given the fact that at the time, the Toronto Raptors were an expansion team for Canada. We've never had an NBA team. And um, I thought it would be a really good opportunity to do something that was like irreverent and different. And basically, that's what I did. So I, I, I found somebody who worked there and I basically I just started to harass them. And they never responded to me for a very long time. Um, and then eventually, you know, I got a response because of my, you know, uncanny way to be very um, persistent. And mm -hmm. eventually, you know, I got the job and, you know, it worked out really well. I think that, you know, I've always kind of tried to kind of be, I, I always try to kind of pick something that I want to do and then go for that versus just taking whatever's in front of me. Um, it's very easy, especially when you just finish college, you like people usually just go and like, look for a job, like what's available. But I always went after the, my whole idea, my whole approach was always to like find the company, find the person, find the thing that I want to do. And then like pursue, pursue, pursue it. Um, and to kind of like reverse, kind of reverse or flip the script a little bit. Right. Because, mm -hmm. as you know, by watching my my TED talk, is that I don't believe in just accepting things uh, at face value or in terms of like taking things on the default or because it's available. I believe in like actually be much more uh, precise and focused and chasing what you want. And that's what I did. Yeah, you you kind of reverse engineered where you wanted to be and broke it down into the steps you needed to take to get to that point and were successful in doing it clearly. Absolutely. And I, I recommend everybody, everybody to do that, right? It's very easy for people to kind of just like kind of go about their business and because they're complacent and they're doing okay to kind of stay on that path, but to really achieve um, your own greatness, right? I'm not saying, and, and greatness is different for everybody, right? Or to self-actualize and to what you want to really do, you gotta you gotta think you gotta think big and just kind of go after and pursue whatever that crazy ideology is in your head that you think is impossible. Um, what the worst that can happen is you don't get it, right? And then mm -hmm. usually by that path, 
some other opportunity will present itself that you didn't even know existed by just at least going after it. And that's how you end up getting Keanu Reeves on your cover piece for your as a small town gal in Manitoba. That's right. So, and that's kind of where I kind of almost relate it to the way, like when I reached out to you that first time we connected, I shared that your YouTube video on my Instagram story. And it was kind of crazy because you were in the same position with Keanu where you just tapped on his shoulder and said, Hey, I want you to be in my video. And you know, he actually had the decency to call you back and give your mom a call. And she hung up the phone on him rudely. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. I, I, I really think that's an amazing story. And I'd love for you to share that with our audience and just go into detail about the tenacity that that took to, to have that come to fruition. Well, I mean, the ten- I mean, the, this is what happened. I, I, I wanted to have, uh, again, I mean, when I was really young, I mean, I know you're, you know, in Canada, we have something called Much Music, which is like the version, your MTV's version is basically the same thing. MTV, Much Music. We're in Toronto. So we've got, and I'm from Vancouver, BC originally. Oh, you are? You're in Toronto right now? Yeah, St. Catharines will be more specific. No, but that's still, oh my God. Well, why did you say so? I didn't know that. I like to feature Canadians. I, I, I thought you know maybe I had told you, but clearly I hadn't. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you did, unless you did, and I just clearly didn't pay attention. But I don't think I didn't think that you were. That's amazing. Okay, well then, okay, so you know much, obviously. Okay, so at the time, much music. As, by the way, do people even like know what much music is anymore? Is it even existing? I kind of think I like our generation was the last to even taste it. Like I might have seen it a bit in high school, but I like I don't I don't see it anymore anywhere. I don't watch TV, right? So right. So that's the thing. Like, is is it kind of obsolete now? It must be. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So back when I was your like way younger than you, I was like seventeen years old or something like that. Eighteen years old. I really wanted to be like a VJ, like kind of like the you know Erica M. It was her, like it was kind of like that was like in in that time that was like the hot cool job. That would be like the equivalent, you know. I don't know what's equivalent now, like being like a you name it, uh, insta famous and insta famous. I was going to say like some kind of massive influencer or whatever, but. Um, And so in order to like get that kind of job, because it was super coveted and very, very difficult, you know, you had to stand out in some way. So, you know, you have to, at the time you have to like, what part of the process is you have to send in a demo tape. So what I did was I thought, I thought, okay, I need to send in a demo tape of myself. Um, What's the best way to get someone to actually look at it. And I thought Keanu Reeves would be the best, you know, way to do that because you know, he's a big celebrity and star and, you know, I'm an, I'm like a little small town kid and da, 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 because he was actually doing something in Winnipeg. He was performing somewhere. So I got this idea that he was going to be on my demo tape. So I basically went and waited for him outside of this uh, Manitoba theater center where he was performing a Shakespeare play. Yeah. And um, I brought my girlfriend. It was like minus 40 outside. And basically, um, you know, she left after what, two and a half minutes. And I kind of stayed by myself outside shivering and freezing. And I, you know, when he came out of the place after performing, there's all these cameras and people. And I basically just like made my way to him. And I, I, I boldly asked him to help me with his demo tape and I gave him my phone number and, you know, people always like, you know, and he actually 
he actually called me three days later and helped me with the project, which is, you know, unbeknownst to me, very shocking because I was teased. My parents and my friends and my family were like, oh, as if he's going to call. But that moment was very pivotal because it showed me that you never know what the possibilities are unless you try. You have to at least go after something because just because something seems far, far out of reach or impossible, um, you have to make it, you've got to be unstoppable and create that ability by just trying, you know? And so that moment I said to myself that no matter how crazy or kooky something may seem or how far out of reach it might be, I'm still going to take, make that attempt because why not me? It can happen to, it can happen to this person. It can happen to that person. It happens to somebody. It, why not happen to me? Um, and so I got very comfortable with that ideology and that approach that kind of carried me throughout my career and not just my professional life, but my professional, my personal life too. You know, I think that um, in life in general, I mean, you kind of, there has to be, there's like a pivotal moment in someone's life where, you know, or a catalyst that kind of changes or kind of takes you on a certain trajectory. And he was that for me. Um, but it doesn't have to be a celebrity. It could be something very, something very different, it's different for everybody. But the purpose and the point is that it's about taking those chances and going after it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's ultimately putting yourself out there. Right. And that's kind of, I've had to experience that over the yeah. last year and a half yes. creating the athletes podcast and building a team here now with Ian and Jordan as, you know, videographer, producer for the show. And it's becoming something, but it's a, it's a process and people don't realize the amount of time that that is required to build something the way you've built habits and hustle. For instance, that you've got years of experience now working with brands that you've been able to kind of add to your repertoire. And I think one of the interesting notes that stuck out to me with the way you approached it was that you were necessarily into you didn't need the money right away. You were willing to be on a poster as long as they put your name on there. Can you dive into Oh my a bit God, of... how do you know all this stuff? Oh, you know, I got my resources. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I, I, that's amazing. So what was, I'm sorry. So what is the question? So, cause that's... what was your, what, what was your, the, the method behind your madness for lack of a better term in how you approached becoming this, one of the top hundred most influential fitness individuals in the world? Well, first of all, I think that um, I was never, ever, and I still am not ever driven by money. That doesn't drive me drives. And I think when people are driven by money, it, it more often than not, they're usually unhappy. And mm. um, it, it doesn't always, I think you can get to the, you can you you get to the same place if you are driven by something more authentic that's real to you. So um, for me, it was more. I, I understood very very um, early that it's about leveraging and capital capitalizing on opportunities to build onto another opportunity. Um, and so when you to, to make a point to what you were saying was to me it wasn't important for me to make money off of that uh, billboard. It was more important for me to have the recognition that that was me on the billboard because other opportunities again will come from that. So I, I didn't, I think being short-sighted is 
you know, you have to be like long, long-term greedy versus short sight, you know what I mean? Or like long-term versus short-term greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I always played the long game. So I would always um, do things that I felt would be much, that would be beneficial and that would help me with, over a long, longer period of time. So I always aligned myself with companies that help build me and build my career and build my profile. So like the Nikes of the world or like La Semza, I think was the one that you were, we were talking about there, which is like the Victoria's Secret here or whatever. So to me, it's like you, if you're trying to build your own brand and you're trying to build a presence of yourself, people, people look at the whole picture, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm associated with, you know, world-class brands, that just, that just kind of says, speaks volumes about me right so Mm -hmm. versus if i was associated with a bunch of like low you know low grade kind of like bad brands that i didn't really kind of like respect or or want to be involved with it 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 bodes badly on me so you are kind of part of who you put yourself around right so from the companies you work with to the people that you surround yourself with it it kind of it says a lot about you and what, uh, where you can grow from there. So you are, there's like another thing that like, you are the five people that you surround yourself with. So mm-hmm. it was very, it was very helpful and beneficial for me to surround myself with uh, partners, people that were better than me, smarter than me, cooler than me, because I want to be the stupid, I want to be the most stupid, mm-hmm. less coolest person in the room and all the time. Um, and so that's what I did. And so, like I said, that was, that's why it was important for me. Money will always come. Um, if you're, if, you know, don't, if you're doing something that's actually like legit and, and true to who you are, because I don't know about you, but I would rather make less money, but doing like, but enjoy my day to day, you know, versus making a ton of money and just being miserable, you know, like podcasting as a whole you're not making, I'm not, that's like not my big revenue source. Right. Mm. But what it opens up for you or for me, and I'm definitely for you is like it, you know, being able to speak to super interesting people that are like doing a lot of great things. And if you're a curious, I'm, I'm a very curious person. I know that about myself. So for me to be able to speak to people who are super fascinating and interesting or done really great things. That to me is like so much more powerful than making a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. That's one of the, we're, we're in that boat right now where we're transitioning. We're like, how do we generating revenue? We've got some sponsors, but we're like, we have such a vision for the long term. And I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, our generation lacks is that, you know, delayed gratification and ability to, see 10 years down the road what something could look like if you have if you start laying the foundation properly and if you are consistently putting in the work day in and day out you might not see the results in one week you might not see them in one month but eventually the fruits will start to grow on those seeds that you've planted and it'll be tremendous what you can create at the end right and i think that's one of the things that that even listening to your podcast has given me that that drive and the insight for, and I, that's something I want to touch on with your habits and hustle. You've had some incredible guests on your show, Gary V, Robert Oz, Dennis Rodman, Tony Robbins, Matthew McConaughey. I'd, I'd love for you to maybe dive into who and not who 
your favorite guests have been because that's a tricky position to put you in. But maybe some <laughs> of the the most interesting aspects or pieces of advice that those individuals have given that you've really attached and been appreciative that they've shared? Um, oh my God, that's a hard question. But I want to say one thing, but basically that what you said something also. What is up everyone? Producer here coming in to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, Fabletics Men. Fabletics Men is for every guy who wants to look and feel their best. What does that mean? That means Lululemon quality at half the price. These guys know we deserve nothing less than that. If you go to fabletics.com right now, you can get access to an insane deal. Get your first two pairs of shorts for just $24 when you become a Fabletics Men VIP member at checkout. All styles, all colors, and no exclusions. This is an insane deal. So yeah, seize the moment now. Back to the podcast. Because I don't think that anything, no, no success usually happens overnight. People are always like, even like now, people are like, oh my God, you know, like, look what's happened. Like, out of nowhere. I'm like, actually, no, like everything takes many, many years. Like, you know, like, have you ever, I mean, now I'm going to date myself, but like LL Cool J, you know, has a song called Mama Said Knock You. I was like, don't call it a comeback because I've been here for years. Because mm. the truth is every single person I know who has true success, they've been doing what they've been, they've been doing what they've loved or been doing what they've been doing for many, 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 many years. So nothing is an overnight success. But what pro- the problem with this, a lot of times with this generation or being an entrepreneur is that people think that they, they want instant gratification and they don't want to put in the work, time and effort it takes to actually like have success. So, you know, part of the p- podcast is showing people a lot of times that most of these people that I had on, it's never been an overnight success. It's been so much blood, sweat, tears, hard work, and like nose, you know, you have to be, what I'm trying to show people is that resilience is, is a, is a core, um, a fundamental quality that you have to have if you want to be successful in your life in anything professionally, personally, it doesn't matter what what you're doing. If you want to be an athlete, if you want to be a CEO of a tech company, you have to be able to know and be okay with failure and to be able to be resilient, get back up and try again. And the common through line with all the people that I've interviewed on my podcast and everybody I've met who is truly remarkable and and um, success, truly successful is that they've gotten super okay with failing and falling and figuring out how to be resilient and how to, and and tenacity, right? Not giving up and keep on the perseverance. Um, And so, you know, when you say who my favorite guest is, I I would say there's been so many because I've learned something different from a lot of them. But the one common thread here is that it's the perseverance and the resilience that you need to do to, to truly like, to get to to feel, to find the success and to really kind of and even though the success is different for everybody but those are core qualities that someone has to if they don't have it they have to learn how to how to kind of get it because everything in life is practice if you're not good at something and you know you're not good at something then get better at it by doing it and by trying and action action always also breeds confidence so and I think uh, you're. It, it's it's a great note, and I think when you 
touch on the topic of resilience, it kind of brings me back to, and I think maybe you embodied from working at BMG, that song that Britney Spears hit me baby one more time. You just, yeah. you just embodied that for the next 30 years. Like you just have embraced that mentality going through. I have. And believe me, like, uh, I have, thank you for noticing. I mean, and it doesn't, it's not that like things maybe are a little bit easier now than they were before. Maybe I get a few more yeses than I would, but I get a ton of no's still. I get, it doesn't stop. Like the nose keep on, like the, they, they keep on coming. They, they keep on piling up. Right. But it's like just being okay with the nose or just keep on, or just keep on going forward regardless, because um, it may be different nose, but like that, that whole ladder doesn't ever really stop. Right. Cause no matter where you are um, as an entrepreneur or, you know, you always kind of, or as a person, you always want to be growing bigger and better even personally and professionally, right? Like I want to be a better person. I want to be learning better, different skills, new skills to kind of like have more tools in my toolbox. So, I mean, with all of that comes a lot of different, you know, um, scenarios where, you know, I, I, I fail all the time and it's okay. You know, like I'm like so comfortable with it now. It's be kind of like, you know, it's kind of like past, the, you know, past the bread like I don't know any different you know yeah so yeah my uh the guys here always give me a hard time they're like you don't care what anyone thinks I'm like nope yeah <laughs> it's, it's a good a, attitude yeah it's a mentality right and it's a shift you just got to recognize the fact like I, I don't know for me I've become comfortable with the fact that like I'm reaching out to individuals like yourself and 90% of the time they don't even reply. Right. And I'm like, Oh, that hurts. But you know what? You right. get over it. Right. And but 10% the they do and going back to your 10%. Right. And that's <laughs> right. A, that, that Ted talk is, was so inspirational for me. And it came at a time that was, you know, over the Christmas holidays, I was like uh, down and I'm like, uh, I don't really know what's going on. I'm struggling. I sit, didn't know what I was doing. And it's, it's funny because that, that Ted talk really pushed me to, you know, start striving for a bit more. And it's funny you bring up, you know, being comfortable with people saying no, because I'm going through some sales interviews to be able to fund the athletes podcast. And oh, I, yeah. in every interview that I go through, I'm like, man, I eat nose for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. that's, my, that's my staple line and they love it. Um, but no, it's, it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, How it's, long you have just, you had the podcast for? We've been going for a year and maybe eight months now to date, 71. This will be episode 72. Oh, wow. Okay. And do you do anything besides this? Uh, I was working at a sailing yacht club uh, for four years. I just gra- I graduated a year and a half, two years ago, and then started this up after as a passion project. And now I'm trying to find a, a side gig just to keep keep the funds afloat and pay these guys over here. Right. Oh my gosh. Good luck to you. It's, I mean, don't give up though, because if this is what you really like to do, you got to keep it going. I it's, this is like my favorite thing every week to be able to do and have conversations with people like yourself. And, you know, we're, like I said, we're starting to see the fruits. We've got sponsors for our pod and it's like, but people don't realize that it's the, like I'm, and maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because people do realize that it takes a long time for something like this to grow and gain traction. But Mind Pump Media to those like having conversations with Adam, Sal, Justin, you know, they weren't seeing huge success in their first couple of years. Right. But it's 
the snowball effect. And once now they're seven years in and hundreds of thousands of downloads and like, that's what it takes. Right. And especially when you have a passion for something like this and I have a passion, I love like, same as you, I'm a curious individual and I love being able to pick into people's brains and like, you know, I'm, I'm always interested when I get, no matter who the guest is, what they do, you know, we're featuring javelin players. We're featuring Olympic wrestlers. Like it doesn't matter who it is, what kind of athlete. I just have a, a passion. And I think that athletes specifically have a innate ability and just a, that extra gear that I think a lot can be learned from. And I'm just love being able to dive into those individuals and find out more about them. No, I agree with you. The athlete situation, I, I could not agree with you more because in order to get to that level, the amount of dedication and hard work and discipline that you need, that's the other quality I was going to say that I forgot earlier is that discipline, you know, the amount of discipline that it takes to be at the, the best or to can keep on persevering and moving forward is something that is, it is required. And if you don't have that, then it's, you really have to kind of like hone that craft, right? Because mm -hmm. especially for this, right? I mean, I mean, I'm working right now with um, my first, my, like, you know, with my Suprema Fitness, and we just launched with um, Ryan Lochte, the swimmer, mm -hmm. right? Who just came out with um, a whole digital fitness platform where you are literally working out with him live, two live workouts a week as he is training at, as he's training and getting ready for the Olympics in June. So like, you know, so anybody who's interested in being a swimmer or, or like, or training like an athlete, they can like go to locked in training. It's called locked in training, L O C H uh, apostrophe D in training. Um, and you know, uh, and sign up, you get a seven day free trial and mm -hmm. you could work out with him in real time, like, like this, right. As he's getting ready for the Olympics. Um, and it's incredible, like the kind of like, and so that's just one thing, but like the amount of like hours that it takes to become like a super athlete or anything is just, it's people need to understand that it's nothing is an overnight success. No matter how talented you, talented you are, talent takes you so far but the work ethic and discipline is the secret sauce in a way. Yeah. And you've obviously been consuming a lot of that secret sauce over the years. And I think <laughs> one of the interesting notes that I want to bring up is going through, you were involved with Weight Watchers earlier about in 2011, I believe or whatever it was. And then you founded this app hot five that was purchased by Weight Watchers. They didn't even know you were involved. You were saying <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, how, how do you end up founding these and getting involved in all of these different ventures and still keeping your brand? And I guess it goes back to your point about making sure that the brands that you work with are aligned. So, you know, talk about Tonal, for instance, and like, oh, are, there, yeah, well, are there specific brands that you work with we, or work out in as well? Yeah, well, I work. Okay, first of all, I love tonal, and so, but this is the thing. This is where it gets tricky. I, I never really did a great job at this, which is because a lot of times there is brand confusion when it comes to me. Because, mm. um, you know, I I build my brand to some extent, and then I go and let's say develop Hot Five with a bunch of people, um, and I become like a 
the like I, either you're you're the face of a company or you are you're like behind the scenes and then i go behind the scenes like the hot five and nobody even knows i'm like really involved right because i'm not in the i'm not in the forefront so then people just assume that i'm just not doing something right so there i really have been kind of like on this like really weird um you know fence where i kind of have a brand but, you know, because I have these books and I and I was a spokesperson for very big brands. But then I build my own companies where I kind of take the back seat. So, like, unless you know, you know, but not everybody knows. Right. Um, but I the one the one through a line is, again, I follow I follow what what's passionate for me. And I love health and wellness. So everything I usually like I'm involved with, you know, has that element of course. Um, and that's how I pick the brand. And I like to be involved with the best of the best tonal, in my opinion, is the one that is one of the best of the best in home gym equipment. The, the technology is like the artificial intelligence, the AI they have, the technology is bar none. Um, so I just get lucky enough. Like I, and with tonal, tonal is a good example because I, I uh, approached Tonal. I actually reached out to them. I'm like, I love, I love your machine. I love what you're about. Can we figure out a way to work with each other? So in my, like the arc, the whole arc of my career has never been a company. Like the companies that I've actually worked with has never been the companies that I've actually like, just like someone just came to me and said, Hey, do you want to have this great contract with so-and-so? It's always been like me having to like, be like, going after them. And that's why there's been a ton of no's. There's been a lot of companies I wanted to work with that quite frankly, just weren't interested, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Because the ones that I was truly passionate for, I always found a way to, to make something work. And that's just been my approach. You know, like I said, I don't need, I, 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 I don't settle for the middle, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd rather shoot for the stars and, and, and fall a little bit lower, but I'm not shooting for here. You know, that's not, that hasn't been my approach. Yeah. Just holding yourself with those high expectations is so important. And I think that's a way that a lot of people end up for lack of a better term failing because they don't strive for something greater than what they think that they can achieve. And it's unfortunate because I think a lot of people could do a heck of a lot more if they had those lofty goals or aspirations to get after. I mean, now you are a best-selling author. You've got three books. Has the book No Gym Required blown up since COVID? You know, it's funny. You, you would think so, right? The problem is, and you'll appreciate this living in Canada, my publisher for that book was a Canadian publisher. And I think they went out of business like years ago. Their was he the same Pete. one that was uh, was looking at your poster out through yes, his window? exactly, exactly. I think their name, can you see, actually, would you let me know? I'm curious. Key Porter. Yeah. Um, is, are they still around? Key Porter. Jordan's going to look it up right now. It's not my specialty. Oh, I'm just, okay. I'm I, I just sit in front of the camera and talk. Yeah. Okay. And, and look pretty. Okay. <laughs> I don't even, well, that might be a stretch, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if that's even around, but you know, I don't think so because of that reason, there's no books to be even like being made. Yeah. It shows here. It ceased operations in January of 2011. Ooh. <laughs> yep. There we go. There it is. Can you believe uh, it? I was not I, happy about that. 
I can pre-COVID. Uh, it was early, but they did, they, COVID wasn't even the thing that did them in. Exactly. Um, I, I'm curious from a training perspective, what are you doing now? Because when you're ranked 16th as is most impactful fitness entrepreneurs by WebMD. What is the kind of pressure that comes along with something like that? Now, do you feel like you have to like a sense of responsibility associated with that now? No, I mean, that was a couple of, I think that was a couple of years ago or whatever, but I feel like, no, I feel like my career has obvious is, is morphed and evolved a lot, you know, over mm-hmm. time. Like um, I'm not really, a tra- I don't really train people as much at art all anymore, actually, but um you know, I feel this is what I tell people about the training thing. Like personally for me, I love running because it just mm. is the way that I get my endorphins going. It, it's my medit- it's my form of meditation because, you know, I get to really uh, think on the treadmill or running outside. It makes me, that's where I get my, my best creative ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate yoga and I've never mm. been a fan. And no matter how many times people tell me how great it is for me and how I should be doing it and blah, 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 I just won't do it. So, and, and I like weights no matter, you know, that's just what I like to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so why I'm saying this to you, and I also love hit training because I think it's the most b- biggest bang for your buck. But mm-hmm. my point is that when, no matter how many times people say to me, like, you know, what's the best exercise? And the truth is the best exercise to do is the one that you're actually going to do. Right. So if I can tell you all day long that running is the best thing or the, or cycling is the best thing, but if you don't like it, you're not going to do it. So Mm -hmm. to me, activity, um, exercise is, is a very important part of your daily routine, not only because you want to be physically fit, but more for the mental component of it. I mean, I work out now for my mental you know, health and my mental and the mental component, because it's such a, it's a way that I can like relieve stress. It's also a way that I keep it. It, it makes me more focused. It makes me more productive. It, it does all of those things that mm-hmm. I feel um, like what I feel is important for my life right now. Like, you know, so like it, it, people don't even understand what also it does. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you goal setting. It teaches you all these things that are so fundamental again in like your day-to-day life. So I, I feel like building healthy habits is, is, is very, very important and having a, a, a very strong, you know, morning routine and nightly routine keeps people on point overall for them to like go out and like, you know, crush it the next day. Or that day. The cognitive effects of exercise are incredible. Like there's a huge correlation. And that's something that you bring up between people who are successful and people who take care of their body, who set goals. Absolutely. And I think it's such an essential part of becoming a high performing individual. And I think that's something that a lot of people may overlook. They say, oh, you spend an hour in the gym. That's so much more time you could have spent on working on your business or whatever. I'm like, man, the amount of energy that I get after working out is unparalleled to five cups of coffee. It's not even, you can't even look at it the same way. Like the the benefits that come along with working out, because not only are you starting to feel better from working out, moving your body, getting your blood flowing, you start to look better. And as you get stronger, you start to build more confidence within yourself. Personally, there are tremendous benefits. Like I could, we could go on for hours and I'm sure you could do the same, but I think it's, and I I think, yeah. And you have a passion for it. 
I do have a passion for it, but it wasn't, but you know what, it was a passion. I do have a passion for it, but it was because I also saw the benefits early on, right? Because I started it so young that like anything else, like, you know, you, people do what, like once people see the positive results of something, that's what gives people the motivation to make, to continue. Right. So I saw the positive results, not just on a physical level, but on a mental level that it, propelled me to continue and to keep mm-hmm. on going. Um, and so the cognitive, like to your point, what we were just saying is like, there's nothing there. If, if I didn't work out, they would, it would, I would never probably be where I was successful, you know, successful, success wise, because of the fact that it, 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 it like allows me to be so much more on point and like I said, focused and more on top of things. And like, just like I said, the ideas I get just while I'm doing it and, or the confidence is built. Like you said, the physical plays into the mental, the mental plays into the physical. They're, they're intertwined, right? As you get stronger and more fit, you feel better. Your self-confidence is like, it, it, is, it gets, it gets increased. So a lot of times we're not doing a lot of things because of our self-doubt. We feel our self-esteem is at, is, is a, is a piece of it. So what's a better way to kind of, you know, um, build someone's self-esteem is when they work out and, and like see themselves getting stronger. That's why with what my book, Strong as a New Skinny, I called it that because not everybody can be skinny, but everybody can be strong. And so go for a goal that's attainable because once you get to that goal, because everyone can be stronger, not everyone can be skinnier. Because people's genetics, there's all sorts of different variables. But if you see yourself getting stronger or like attaining that goal, that gives you that like feeling of, I can, I can do this. I can make this. I mean, that confidence that breeds action, action breeds confidence. It's also intermixed and meshed together. Yeah. And it, it's something that you've been teaching your two little superstars as well. (laughs) I hope so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's, it's, it goes back to the delayed gratification, right? And the, the fact that you can see maybe small results on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, but it's only years when you can truly see what resistance training, what sticking to a decent diet is going to do for you long term, right? Yeah. You know, I, you know, it's maintenance. You know, it's funny because I'm 100 years older than you, but I will tell you this. Like, uh, Wiser. Uh, well, you know, I'm saying that like, you know, it's like, oh, you must be, you must work out 10 hours a day. No, I don't. Maybe I work out like an hour, six days a week, 45 minutes, but now over time it's been maintenance. Right. So like, you know, I'm not saying that I'm saying like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fit. Like I could definitely be more fit, but it's okay for me to be fit where I am right now. But mm-hmm. like over time is everything is accumulative, right? All the hours that someone puts into something in the, on, in the you know, on the front end show up later on or on the back end or in the back end show up on the front end, you know, with anything, right. It's muscle memory. It's all of those things. You know, the more you learn, you educate yourself, the more you do, it's like going out there doing it, not just sitting there talking about it. Like how many people like, Oh, I wish I lost, I can lose 10 pounds. I wish I could do this. You could do it. It's about, do you, how badly do you want something? It always comes down to that is the question. How badly do you want something? Because any that's possible. If you really want to lose ten pounds, you can lose ten pounds. 
But that means you can't eat, you know, uh, a pizza at 11 o'clock at night. And you can't, you know, and you maybe have to walk, you know, exercise 30 minutes a day. But, you know, with everything comes, you know, a price, you know. So you have to just decide for yourself what do you want more and how badly do you want something? And then you have to, again, mm-hmm. reverse engineer it to get there. Everything in my life is about reverse engineering it, right? So mm-hmm. I, before we let you go, I know you've got a hard stop in a couple of minutes, but I want to touch on two more points. The last one of the last being the good human foundation and hosting babes for boobs. Can you <laughs> elaborate, explain what went into that project and why you're so passionate about it? Absolutely. So I, me and my best friend, another Canadian from Montreal. Nice. Yeah, exactly. We started a breast cancer charity called Babes for Boobs, which was uh, we auction off very eligible men for dinner dates. And Jordan. It, yeah, <laughs> and we do it in LA, story guys. Um, and all the money that we raise, we, we give to breast cancer. This is the first year actually with COVID that we didn't do it. And it's like a whole extravaganza. We have this cute, crazy events um, in LA, a lot of celebrities and media come and we have like a catwalk and I, I'm in charge of finding all the bachelors and we then, it's a hard job I have, and then we basically <laughs> just like auction them off. Now, um, the Good Human Foundation is the 501c3 that her and I, me and my best friend Nikki created. The Batch, uh, Babes for Boobs is the event we do underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Good Human, though, is really about uh, women health causes. But it's really important, I think, that in anybody's success that they give back in some way. And to me, this is like a very important matter and an important cause. And, you know, um, we've kind of been doing that. And so, and it's, you know, just because something is, you know, there's a, there's an importance to it doesn't mean it can't be fun. So that's why the whole fun of like auctioning off guys and like, it's like a real fun, you know, thing to do, I think. And so, you know, that's what we've done and it's been, it's been really fun. Very cool. One, it's going towards a good cause, which is always, uh, it's amazing. Breast cancer, yes. That's a really good cause for sure. Mm-hmm. Jen Cohen, the question we ask every individual that we have on the Athletes Podcast at the end of our show is if you could provide one piece of advice to the next generation of athletes, what would it be? Putting in the time to be the best because Michael, well, Michael Jordan was pretty good, I should say, but, <laughs> but you know, Michael Jordan or Kobe or all the, all the best greats, they still put in 10 times the amount of time that any of their other, uh, other, you know, colleagues or players do. So it's not, don't just rely on your laurels and talent. You have to put in the work. Very well said. I sincerely appreciate you coming on to the athletes podcast. Uh, It means the world to me. I'd love for you to share if you have any projects on the go right now social media handles where you want to direct people if you have anything specific that they want them to go follow i would love to give you this opportunity now to share oh thank you Uh, they can follow me at the real jen cohen on instagram they can also watch my ted talk right the secret to getting anything you want um they could go follow um you know, go sign up for locked in training if you're an athlete and want to train like an athlete in real time um, um, at locked in training. And um, 
get us, and you can also do it for free for a week. So you should try it and it's super cheap anyway. And what else? And I think that's good. They can just find me. It's easy to find these days, David, they can, anyone can find anybody. It, this you is true. Me. That's it. This is how we found you. Well, Jen, I really appreciate it. I look forward to following along with your journey and uh, I'm sure you're going to be doing some incredible things moving forward. Really appreciate it again you coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching the 72nd episode of the Athletes Podcast featuring Jennifer Cohen. I hope you guys enjoyed that fun little Fabletics clip in there. We had a blast making it. We had also a blast chatting with Jen. She's an incredible human being. If you liked the show, hit that like, subscribe button, whatever it is. Do what you got to do. We appreciate it here on the Athletes Podcast. And we look forward to you tuning into the next episode that it will be right here. Bye.